Geek Tank Radio, News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today, we're joining you from Memphis, where Mr. Freeze is walking around in shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah, he acts like he owns this place now. That was kind of anticlimactic. I, I well, like no, no, because oh. the heat miser will be here Sunday. I was walking around in shorts and a T-shirt a week ago, and then, you know, I mean, go Don't figure. remind Joe of the heat miser. He has nightmares about him. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, those guys are freaky. Anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. Yeah, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass and uh it is nippy out there you guys you know what it's a good day to, it's a good day to go do something indoors <laughs> i have to agree with you well well uh, that's what we're going to be doing as soon as we get out of this place we're heading back over to uh, shadow con and anime blues con winter remix so absolutely well, so they wanted a winter remix they got it yeah well that's the thing you know it, it, it's 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 partly brilliant and then also it's a little risky because what if they get iced in what if you know i i don't like depending on weather for our event you know no 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 we are hit usually at a very nice you know median temperature you yeah know, nice fall weather yeah the memphis comic and fantasy conventions in november it you could either be in shorts or a parka you just don't know but and it's or both very, very we, have, both done both. we have done both yeah yeah so well guys uh speaking of uh breaking things that are happening right now uh later in the show we're going to talk about the book of boba fett we're oh, up to episode two it's funny how i didn't you know it I couldn't have cared less about this show, and now I'm like, this this might be some of my favorite stuff ever. So it's it's and funny how that works. There, yeah. There's a specific, uh, you know, sequence of scenes in this latest episode that I may I think may have been some of the best Star Wars that's ever been put to film. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of outer space, Alan, you've got some space. Well, you've got space news of a wide variety, and this is no this is no longer of. This is what's coming in the future. This mm -hmm. is more or less what we're doing right now, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. with regards mm -hmm. to the James Webb, Webb Telescope. But yeah. also, space mining is is kind of the it's getting ready to happen. So you know, it's a thing. It's a very yeah. nerd heavy episode. Yeah, it's gonna be nerd heavy. But can I ask you guys something? I I, I want and I didn't warn you about this. I like to throw these things at you mm -hmm. uh, blind. Right, right. Um, I don't know if this is a, a confession or something, but um, I'm I'm horrified to admit that I am just uh. Uh, okay, you know the show Jackass? Yeah. The, it, it just cracks me. I went down a rabbit hole the other day on YouTube watching <laughs> a bunch of their videos. And there's a new movie, I guess, coming out. Jackass, Jackass Forever. Forever. February 2nd. I'm I'm really embarrassed to admit how funny this is. I'm, me, I'm, a, I'm a huge Johnny Knoxville <laughs> fan. I'm sorry. Uh, I like him when he tries to pretend to be an actor. I like when he's, you know, getting hit in the face and other regions with various things that he shouldn't be. Uh I, I'm just I'm a big fan of all of that stuff. I there's something about taking that everybody gets hurt in America's funniest videos to that extra level where we're gonna end but up hurting ourselves strictly for your entertainment. How have they not been sued out of existence oh, though? Oh, they have been sued, they have mm. been arrested. Yeah. There's a lot. All right. <laughs> See, I, I used to work spring break yeah. in a very southern resort. And see, I, I've already lived through everything they can possibly. I, think so for of. you, it's a drinking game. Whenever you hear the words, "Hey guys, watch this," it's, it's so, just yeah. kind of look at this and they go, "Oh, <laughs> let me talk about those guys from Wisconsin." I figured. Oh, I always me, figured yeah. Alan was one of the guys at Action Park, but you know. Oh, I heard, that's that dangerous uh, amusement park. <laughs> yeah, but, if you if you ever get a chance to, there is a there's a documentary on it called Class Action Park. Mm -hmm. I think it's on HBO Max. I'd like it's to see really that. It's really good. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. That's coming up, I, uh, and I'm like, okay, I, I I draw the line though. I don't know that I'm going to pay money to see this. Oh no, wait, because for- I feel like I shouldn't be contributing <laughs> no, no. financially. If I remember to this, correctly, but- I think it is. I think it's coming to HBO Max either day and date or 45 mm. days later. You can wait 45 days. There's plenty of videos to tide you over till then. Yeah, but sometimes I they want- get a little vulgar, which I don't yeah. like. But they're but just the dumb. Gosh, no. in some of the stuff, yeah. I, I mean, but it is dangerous too. <laughs> they, I'm one guy. I, I, they, if I saw it correctly, he jumped onto a pile of cactuses. Like, okay, how do you not get Steve hurt? Uh, no, it was the new guy. It was a new t- spoiler. Mm. It was from the new trailer and oh, everything okay. like that. But uh, again, being from this, being from the great state of Texas, <clears throat> no, it doesn't end well. I will tell you now. <laughs> well, does anything about being from Texas end well? Yeah, yeah, being from there before <laughs> before no we uh, before we put this to bed though, I I did want to roundtable a question: Is okay. this good for society or bad? Like, no, I, there's already enough not dumb people out there. There's if it. I'm a big fan of Charles Darwin. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> so, in my mind, it's a good thing. Uh, you're saying it thins the herd. I am basically. very, I, I am very much thinking that we are overpopulated. Okay, or it could be kind of a sign of what the Roman Empire did with bread and circuses. Well, mm. that's the th- see, that's what I'm thinking. Part of it is if if it illustrates, you know, sometimes we don't recognize our own stupidity or our own, you know, uh, our own shortcomings. But when you see it there boldly across the screen, it might make you go, you know, all right, maybe uh, we they, they, straighten up they, our they ass. They make me feel smarter. Yeah. Why am I laughing you? at a guy kissing a scorpion? <laughs> yeah. right. That's good for you. It's not good for people that think that is an instructional video. Yeah. That's all I, I got to man. Yeah. Or I can I'm do gonna, better than that. Gonna, oh, yeah. no, 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 Based yeah. on some off-air discussions, I'm going to disagree with you, Alan. But <laughs> okay. we're going to keep no, those off the air. No, no. All right. Well, we'd love to know what you think. Go to go to uh, geektankradio.com or go to our Geek Tank Radio Facebook page and weigh in. You know, let us know what you think. But anyway, let's, let's elevate the discussion. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Alan has got all sorts of science news for us. Geek Tank Radio. People of Earth. I am Lur, conqueror of your planet. Q screams. You will now remove your skulls and play dodgeball with them for my amusement. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I mean, it sounds reasonable. He's in charge now. So. That doesn't seem physically possible. Anyway, welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass, who's always giving us those top-notch rejoiners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know. I want to go ahead and uh, I want to take a moment, though, Joe, to... Uh, yeah, I want to celebrate you for a moment. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few a few weeks back, uh, me and Alan were in here by ourselves. And I didn't realize just how hard it is to get a clean open. Oh, yeah. It's, it's difficult. Especially working with you guys. I mean, that's yeah. that's a distraction <laughs> enough. So, yeah, getting clean opens is not a, yeah. not easy. And we and we I think just by you mentioning that, we've already undercut this opening, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, Alan, hey, uh, it's time for science. Saboteur. Hail science! Oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for the hot key there. So well, I was watching a smirk, and I'm going, oh, "We're not quite there yet." All right. Of uh, wow. And tell me, this isn't another one of your teases? Actually, I know it's not because I know the subjects you're going to talk about. So, well, then sometimes and, Alan likes to they, mislead. Unless and it was get, a bait and switch. Yeah, don't be no, bait and switch. Because we here. talked no. about those forever in the break room. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so what, know, do you, what do you got for us today? You know, it, it's basically Joe. I never bait and switch you. I always allow you to run rampant with your own expectations. All right. Well, let's go. We're eating up your time. So. I know. That's okay. All right. Let's talk about rogue planets. 
Okay. All right. This has been a mainstay staple of science fiction for whatever. Rogue planets. Are those um, planets from the wrong side of the street? Yes. Yeah. Uh, as Wait, a matter are they? Of fact, they are planets that are. Are you ready? Off their leash. Okay, they I was going to say they have a solar system. They don't have a consistent orbit. They no, no they're just wandering around. They're just free. Okay, yeah, they march sure. to the beat of their own drum. They do. They obey. Kind of no like Star Lord's dad. Yeah, it's interesting how that would be possible because I feel like um, the gravity of like Jupiter or the gravity of something or the gra- I don't know. Oh, you mean like the gravity of Earth, which might have eaten its sister planet and well, created us? Well, I'm just saying it seems Ooh. like something would draw me. So you say that, but it could be along the lines of. Now I'm already interrupting you. It could be all, uh, it <laughs> just could like be along the lines of science. <laughs> well, it could be along the lines of something. Um, I'm just picturing something swirling in a vortex or something. Nope. It might be going in an oval shape. <laughs> it might go you're out there. Toilets. But eventually, it's going to get sucked in. Nope. Right. It nope. may take a long time. Huh. Nope. Okay. I don't know. Of well, the original count when I started following the story was somewhere around seventy. And now with more ultraviolet, uh, more UV scanning of the skyways, they're a little, they're they're pushing over 200 now. Uh, We're talking about things that are the size of maybe Pluto and they're floating around in our solar system. No, we're talking about stuff the size of us to Jupiter. Okay. I am not talking planetoids yet. Can we go rogue if we want to? No, it's probably a bad idea. It would we mess probably, up our seasons. Well, the, that whole being frozen we, to death we already, in space. We already be, don't you know. like the weather here right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> mind visiting Alpha Centauri or yes, you know, you would. just for kicks. But Okay, go ahead, Alan. We're uh, really... We, uh, <laughs> it's all right because I knew how this topic was going to go. Yeah. All right, because I'm going to go back to the University of Colorado. We okay. talked about this a while back that you now today can sign up for college classes... In space geology and space mining. I want to invest in that. Can we invest yet? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm letting you know because we're starting. All right, well, you've, but you, you got to do it with NFTs me, and Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitplanet. Mm. There you go. Okay. You're, you're always asking me, Joe, is this theoretical or is it happening today? Why? Right. Yeah. You can go to school for this right now today. Mm. We're looking at Mars, and I'm going to look over at Max and go, you know, you might vacation there. You might even live there. Look at Joe and go, it's too late for us. Yeah. However. I don't want to live on Mars. We, we are now. I like Earth. The, yeah. this, is how, this is how into this we are now. We are now starting to isolate asteroids, planetoids, and other bodies. And we're now starting to figure out what they're made of and what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we were talking about planetoids like Pluto. Right. Uh, Pluto is not necessarily a planet, not by fact that when we discovered it, but the fact that there are thousands of more bodies about just like it mm-hmm. out yeah. there past Pluto. Right. So Pluto had to be demoted or our solar system was going to grow by several hundred more planets. Yeah. So, okay. let's really, talk uh, about okay. 16 Psych. Let's talk about 16 Psych. This is another okay. one that is a little on the uh, out there in the asteroid belt. It's been identified for a long time. We've known about this one for a while. But That's the, the name, Psych, P-S-Y-C-H, mm-hmm. 16. Yep. What a dumb name. Well, back in those days, they were trying to, we didn't know there were this many of them. 
Don't these eggheads at NASA have any better? Well, they have other designations okay. for it, but this is the one originally called 16 Psych. You know, kind of like, like Yavin 4. Yeah, how are you supposed to feel good about yourself as a planet with a stupid name like Psych 16? Well, I mean, hey, it was a psych major. <laughs> like Mordor. I, or, yeah. I, 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 I was okay, thinking it was more um, long. It was the joke planet. Yeah. But um, bum. Okay. Well, it psych. ain't joking yeah. now because it's walking around. God, going, we're old. By the way, yeah. what are you worth? I'm only worth 10,000 quadrillion dollars. In what way? By the resources that are there? And the and fact that it is made of nickel, and oh. it's made of iron, Ooh. and it could possibly also have gold deposits. I want to forge a planet, Alan. Well, you know, you are not the only one. So, suddenly, we have we have gone from the, I find it very funny, in the next 10 years, hmm. we're going to have gone from the fear that some space rock is going to fall out of the sky and land on Earth. And now we're going to be like the carnivorous planet. Like, so it's going to be Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, if a space rock gets anywhere near us, we're going. We're going to go grab it, and we're going to mine it. It's like, like fishing. Yeah, you're like, oh, why are they all so far away? Just, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like, oh, it's coming by. It's getting closer. Get ready, jump out and grab it, Alan. You know, here at News Talk ninety-eight nine, the roar with our one hundred thousand watt tower. Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm always conscious of the fact that we're getting new listeners and people that haven't listened to us before. I just want to update him. Alan has brought us uh, space news over time that uh, has given, you know, we've basically learned that gold and certain, mm. gold especially is the one that jumps out at you. But there's some, there are some uh, minerals and there are some metals and things that are not from Earth. They landed in a meteor or they right. crashed to Earth. And so it's not native to this planet, which is one of the reasons that some of these uh, asteroids and some of these things are so interesting because... They're out there, and it's like there's a lot of valuable resources out there. So, oh, all right, well, it's time to go get some. Well, all right, well, let's 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 pick on Star Wars for a moment. Okay. Let's pick on one sure. of our favorite ones. We're gonna, we're gonna praise um, it later. So, we'll I'm, I'm gonna trigger Joe when you have you know the the Grand Emperor has this massive fleet hidden that nobody can find. Oh yeah, that was where those resources come from. Where did the crew come from? Anyway, that well, was. A, uh, 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 don't get me triggered on. No, I'm Rise triggering you on where did the resources come from? Yeah, because if we're going to start J. J. colonizing Abrams. Mars, yeah, uh, let's be honest. We we've got fertile ground within reach. Mm -hmm. And again, I look at Max. Within your lifetime, you might be buying Martian mangoes. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. The Chinese just managed on the dark side of the moon. To grow some plants. Right. Um, I'm very excited All about I'm, that. Uh, that's because you just want to film. It came from the intergalactic market. Yes, you are so correct. However, <laughs> I'm just pointing out that of, you know, a certain Martian potato field is not out of the question at this point. Right. I still don't want to eat at those potatoes. I, I understand. I don't want Matt Damon to fix them for me. But... I'm um, I'm just saying we are we have passed in the very few short years we've been talking about this we've passed from it's a theory to it's a theory that you can get a degree in to now we're actually building equipment looking forward to this and we're sizing up donors right this is a thing it's about to happen that in and of itself, the fact that we've basically been talking about this since its theoretical stages and now, that just makes me feel like we've been on the air too long, Alan. 
Well, Alan, short period of time, man. <laughs> just to show you how I how I've evolved as a human being, listening to your space, uh, you know, or your science segments. Here's here's because at the beginning, you know, if you've listened to Geek Tank, like you know, when we started almost seven years ago, you will know that anything that Alan would bring us, I'd always turn it into uh, how is Putin mm -hmm. going to weaponize it? How how are we going to? Well, my my mindset about all this space mining and not just space mining, but growing crops out there, mm -hmm. doing industry out there, maybe doing metallurgy up, you know, in oh, yes. space with zero gravity. My thought was, okay, I, I'm a woodworker. I like to use a lathe. It yes. makes a lot of sawdust. Well, I'm not going to use a lathe in my living room because I'm going to cover my living room with sawdust. Right. If I right. do it outside and then I get rid of the sawdust, then I come inside with the thing that I've made. Right. No, no, it's clean and it's interesting. Well, if you do all of these industries out in space we're no longer polluting the planet we're no longer you know kicking up uh chemicals and 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 pollution and garbage well, inside the the home you right, could it, say it, inside it, our atmosphere so i'm like i'm all for it well now. let's let's, let's go, go do everything out there you well, exactly know? let's go, go somewhere outside, people, you know where the effect is different so again if we're going to colonize mars right Global warming on Mars would not be a bad thing. You're kind of trying to engineer that, actually, right? Well, that's called terraforming. Yep. Right. Yeah, which still, that, <laughs> that suddenly freaks everybody me goes, out a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of, hmm. So this is, all right, for, for those uh, those young people out there, and I get to use that phrase these days. For you, you young folks that under 20 years ago. I know. For you folks under the age of 35 or so, of something to do with space is very much possible to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, this is interesting stuff. You're listening to uh, Geek Tank Radio here on News Talk 98.9, the Roar of Memphis. We're going to uh, continue our space talk, and then, of course, we're going to steer over to the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Geek Tank Radio. As a jock, it is my duty to give nerds a hard time. News Talk 98.9, the Roar of Memphis. I mean, I don't know that he has to look at it that way, Alan, but uh, anyway. <laughs> and welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass. Uh, hey, just a reminder, when we get out of here, you guys, if you're, uh, we we encourage you to geek out this weekend. There's, mm -hmm. um, for the first time in uh, in memory, we've got ShadowCon and Anime Blues Con winter remix happening the same weekend. However, you know. Uh, what are you gonna do? There's ShadowCon has longer hours. Uh, Winter well, it's remix. It's a two day event. It's so. a two day event. You know, maybe you were here yesterday. You mm -hmm. know, I don't yeah. know. Maybe we already saw you. But uh, Winter Remix is um, ten to six. So you could, in theory, do both events if you if oh, you easily. really wanted to do it. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Uh, hopefully next year they won't have any scheduling issues. But if you want to <laughs> check it out, go to Anime Blues Con Winter Remix, their Facebook page. They're gonna be at the Lander Center. Mm -hmm. You know, right. and uh, Shadow, which we love the Lander Center. Yeah, the Lander Center. The people there are great. It's a nice facility. Uh, and the the Shadow Con is gonna be at the Clarion. That's near the airport. It used to be the Holiday Inn. It used right. to be like what six different. Right. I don't even know how many different names. It that, was the Hotel on Democrat. <laughs> the hotel on Democrat Road, yeah. So check it out, and we'll yeah, be there if you want to say hello to us. Because there really was, there was a time when it didn't seem to have any kind of, you know, like brand affiliation. Yeah, it but it also like, didn't seem to have heat that year either. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, no, I think it's it's it, they really did a good job on that. And if you if you go to either of these events, we want more bad geek confessions. So make sure you give us your bad geek confession mm -hmm. when you do that. Stop by the uh, the MCFC table or the Geek Tank table, whatever we've got set up at any given time, and say. 
I need paper. I got to confess. Yeah, we're going to have two. And then throw your friends under the bus. Absolutely. We're going to have dual events. So, yeah. And if you want to do a confession, remember, uh, you get, it's a long, it's a ways off. It's not till November, but you do get two free passes to the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention, November 11th through 13th. So, boy, you can plan ahead. <laughs> Ten months ahead, yeah, right, guys. I got three tickets. I got to make sure yeah. it's not that far away. Stop <laughs> saying that, Alan. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, speaking of things that aren't that far away, Alan. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess it is far away now. The James Webb Telescope. We we didn't even touch on that. That was more. That was another part of the space news. Which uh, well, you it, know. it's going well. Of uh, the good news is there's no bad news. Because they said there was about a thousand things that have to go right, and they can't just go up and fix this thing. For those no. that don't know, <laughs> the James Webb Telescope is going to be about a hundred times more powerful than the Hubble, which that just Correct. blows my mind. And it's got a bunch of new type of sensing capability. It can look at a planet's. It, it's got infrared. It's got ra- radio detection. It's got yes. all this stuff where. It can really look at a planet and zero in and tell you, like, what the atmosphere is made out of and things like that. And that's going to be deployed where it's about a million miles from Earth. So it's not like we just send up the shuttle to fix it if it if it, it's out on its own. It's kind of on its own. So, so. Um, the big thing that needed to happen was, of course, of everything is solar powered. Yeah. For, fundamentally. Um, so you had to make sure that the sun shields were actually up and properly aligned and working. Um, and then there's a whole lot of mirrors that kind of direct and control how the uh, the telescope is going to operate. And those all had to deploy. It's like the honeycomb shape too, which yeah, is Yeah, and this was, you know, and when we say deploy, I mean, picture playing your favorite video game. With a 15-minute delay. Yeah, when you enter in an instruction, yeah, so I mean, it's not going to just instantly react. You know, so I mean, you you really have to kind of precog what is going to happen, how it's going to react, and what should happen. And massive kudos. So far, this thing has gone off without a hitch. Um, and that is years of planning. That's a lot of sleepless nights. And, you know, the telescope is making its way out to its deployment site. Which, Alan, don't don't undersell that though. You said years of planning. This took twenty years. Could you imagine yes. working on something for twenty years and then you get to launch day? This I is mean, a career. This is like half your life. I mean, this yes. is. I can't imagine that. You know, twenty there, years. There are a number of people on. that will retire after this thing finally deploys no because kidding. they have been on this project since the beginning. Fundamentally, their entire career has sure. will culminate. In that first image back from the James Webb. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get hit by a meteor or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need, we don't leave Zerg Jinx. backing yeah. over it or something. Of, you know, now this thing doesn't deploy until it gets to the other side of the moon. And this thing is, this has got to get, of, uh, as we like to say in the South, a fair piece out there. See, I, Translation, I, about a million miles. I, I, I thought it's past the moon, Alan, because it this is. thing's going like... 30,000 miles an hour. Just to give people perspective, it's going to be well past the moon. So, I mean, you know, our closest body to us, we're putting a telescope on the other side of that. Pretty, I mean, because the moon is what, 200,000 miles away or something? Well, and, and picture trying to control this thing. Yeah. It's hard enough to get a rover to run around on the moon. Oh. It's, and then we got rovers over on Mars. Yeah. So we're sending signals back and forth. And here we're going to take a very expensive, very precise telescope 
We're going to stick it in a rocket and we're going to try to build it like a giant Lego set on its way out to a million miles away from us. Oh, yeah. And those, so, those sun I, I shields hope, are flexible, too. I they just could hope whoever's at the controls is better than that uh, physicist that was downtown with the drones. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you, know, you crashed three of them into the river. Yeah. Well, you, you know, fair, fair play to everybody on the James Webb project because this is just a logistical... I can't even call it a nightmare. I don't, I don't think there's a good enough word for the sleeplessness these people have gone through. Which level did Dante hit when he found out, you know, about oh you know, precision? Gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but so far, everything has gone like it's supposed to go. And this thing is wandering deeper and deeper out away from the earth and is penultimately going to deploy and... You know, it won't be that much longer. It'll only be another month or two before they have this thing completely configured, set up, and well, sending us images. The other thing, our, too, our is... Our first image is going to be two Martians mooning us. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if there's life out there, if there's other civilizations, this is the, the, this is the telescope that's going to see it. I it's, mean, if, it, if not, I don't know what else we can do. I mean, it's like, you know... A hundred times more powerful than Hubble. That's interesting. Wow. So. And and Hubble was t that times again anything we'd have been able to do on Earth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, welcome to technology. As as we've said many times, you know, it's a theory for a little while, and then you look around and go, wow, not only is it happening, it happened, and we're on the other side of it. Yeah. The The technologies that brought us to this point are now, uh, as we like to talk about on Tool Talk, you know, a lot of the technologies they were developing 20 years ago have wandered into other industries. Sure. Yeah. You know, the metallurgy, the study, the solar capabilities, the advances in batteries, the advances in power management, the advances in uh, ceramic control of power. These are all things that are not just science news anymore. No, these detecting capabilities of the James Webb uh, telescope soon are going to be an app on our smartphone. You know, we're yeah. going to have the same yeah. thing. I can point, I can point my phone at Alan and 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 oh. see a mm. X-ray of his what's going on in his brain. I don't no, wanna... you don't want to see that. No. All right. Well, we're definitely going to be keeping up to date with the uh, James Webb telescope. We'll be following that career. I don't know. Uh, We'll be following that mission, I should say, with great interest. But I guess it's going to be a couple months or so before we start seeing images. they yes. got to get everything deployed and processed and all that good there's stuff. There's a lot so, to do. Well, Brandon, speaking of science, uh, there's no no other, uh, you know, franchise showcases realistic space science better than Star Wars. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and I said that with a straight face. No, what? what you, you almost got there. Yeah. Well, we, we. Well, you know, I'm I'm not going to argue with you that much in the fact that Star Wars does show outer space as gritty. Yeah. It's not clean. Well, it's now not they're pretty. showing it that it's way. It's not pretty. Well, Brandon, we well, got yeah, the yeah. book of Boba Fett came out, and none of us were like super. You know, no, I was like, all right, excited, all right. but we were. This you will know, tide us over until the next Marvel show or the next, you know, season of the Mandalorian. Or, yeah. And wow. No, never that's, that's all I'm going to say before we go to break is wow. Yeah. Aquaman's dad is awesome. Well, John Favreau, <laughs> once again, because I was looking at the credits on this one, and it, it sounds like it's mostly he's he's doing most of the heavy lifting on this show. And I boy, don't doubt it. John Favreau is it, it, between him and Dave Filoni, they're giving us some, re, they're giving us some of the best Star Wars content out there. But uh, I have to say, Brandon, um, 
I, I'm, it's interesting what I think uh, the main takeaway I'm getting from this is there's no uh, cut and dry thing. It's not like the bad guys are over here and the good guys are over here. It's, I mean, I'm mm. actually rooting for the sand people right now. It's well, kind of turning a one-dimensional antagonist and you're kind of adding more dimension to them. I really like what this series is doing in that respect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You're seeing the the point of view. And I learned something I didn't realize that the, uh, that the uh, Tuscan Raiders had had actual claim to the to tatooine yeah. they yeah. said that's their the ancestral the, territory the dune scene mm -hmm. the dune sea belongs to the tribes of the tuscans it's very interesting so we're gonna we're gonna unpack that a little bit uh when we come back you're listening to geek tank radio here on news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna look at boba fett episode uh, geek tank radio we better not risk another frontal assault that rabbit's dynamite news talk 98.9 of Memphis. I just want to see Alan give that rabbit a frontal assault. I bet you. Let's see how tough you are, Alan. I didn't want to give a Star Wars rejoiner because that would have been that would have been what would you be expecting. Or to quote Monty Python, no one expects the Star um, uh, the Monty Python rejoiner for Star Wars. That's right. Okay. Absolutely. Boy, one of our worst, uh, sloppiest intros ever, but we're sticking to it. You You're guys. welcome. Yep. And welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and the uh, chattery Max behind the glass. <laughs> uh, um, guys, uh, I, I'm just dying laughing that, you know, this week I did have fried rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, this weekend, I bet you, you so we're going to be at, between us, between the crew here, we're going to be mm. at ShadowCon and Anime Blues Con, respectively. They're both going on this weekend, and, uh, you know, come say say hello and talk to us. One of the things I think that that's going to be a heavy co topic of conversation, Brandon, is uh, the new Boba Fett show well, on Disney well, Plus. Well, it might be at mm. ShadowCon. I don't know I don't know if you the anime kids are going to care about what you think about Boba Fett. Well, we'll see. But but <laughs> uh, Brandon, one of the great things about uh you is you know a lot of the inside stuff. Like oh. some of the things we were watching on the Book of Boba Fett like episodes 1 and 2. Yeah. They were interesting, but I didn't realize the, their significance. You you apparently a lot <laughs> of this stuff is actually much more important in well, Star Wars lore than we thought. Well, one of the things I want to go ahead and go on record for is that Episode two of Bo Book of Boba Fett definitely tells you that you need to watch your deleted scenes. You need to pay attention to your deleted scenes. Even though you've never seen them in the flow of the movie, those will come back to bite you. You're talking about like on special features of, of a DVD or something? or If you ever have a chance to watch deleted scenes from an epic franchise, watch them. Okay. Because you never know when those characters are going to show back up. Like when, you know, characters show up and they just seem like a random couple in a bar being harassed by Nikto uh, bounty hunters. Or a biker gang, those are that's Fixer and Cammy who you met at Tashi Station, which is where they're at in Book of Boba Fett. That's Tashi Station. They are Luke's two of Luke's best friends in the deleted mm -hmm. scene where he goes to Tashi Station to meet with Biggs. They're there. They're not the same actors. But they're the same characters. That's Cammy and Fixer. By the way, uh, there's a lot of spoilers in this discussion. Are you oh, saying yeah. that's where he was going to get the power converters? Yes. <laughs> yes. And he was going to hang out with his no count useless friends. These Basically, are the no count useless yeah, friends. The, you know, yeah, he was letting his girlfriend get harassed by these bikers and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and can you we know. just go ahead and say it was awesome to see the fact that biker, you know, a swoop gang basically wears the same kind of colors that a modern day yeah. biker gang wears? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, well, go ahead, Brandon, because okay. there's a lot of stuff in here. And we All right. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we, uh, when, when the hut, the twins show up. Uh, you oh know, they're Jabba's cousins. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's alluded to that their father is the 
the the hut that we dealt with in the early seasons of Clone Wars, the one who's very flamboyant. Yeah, um, he he's more. And his sister's quieter, but she's more deadly, right? She's yes, she's she's, she's the dangerous, more violent. Mm. So, but but what I was, you know, we we've had two seasons of the Mandalorian, and I kept waiting. When are we going to see Dave Filoni's version of a live action hut and uh, yeah. or John Favreau's? In fairness, and then we finally got it in this yep. episode, which is yep. <laughs> those two are funny. I they mean, were great. I, I think <laughs> you know th that was just that was a fun scene all the way around. Mm -hmm. I like how they were processing and they had drums or they had like music that that preceded them and it was very yeah. ominous and it was like I mean then they get they have these these guys carrying them around how'd you like to haul those two around no. on your shoulders no. it's like and and here's the thing it is definitely an insult to their servants because we have repulsor lifts yeah why Java can't they just go on a zero lift. gravity thing yeah right. exactly so it's yeah. just to show that, that they're superior that they have power. Right. That I can and, afford I mean, to make pay people or carry, own people right. to carry me around. Yeah, I don't think yes. they're getting yeah. paid real well. And, I mean, yeah. oh, and and let's just talk about how you know Fett, you know his whole deal. You know he walks everywhere, and of course everybody keeps asking where his litter is, which you know that's the right. that's the thing where he's they're carted around, and he's just kind of like nah. But I will say that I want to buy his uh, Gamorrean guards Hawaiian shirts and khakis, mm. <laughs> just because they seem yeah. like the kind of. Uh, they remind me of Guido Annunzio from yes. Robert Astrid's Myth series. Yes. Yeah. Just the, it's perfect. Um, but also, we got to meet uh, Black Chrysanthemum in this episode, mm -hmm. who yeah. uh, he first appeared in the Marvel Star Wars comics. Uh, I think it was a Darth Vader issue back in 2015. He's, he's a bounty hunter. He has worked with Boba Fett before. He fought Chewbacca in the Gladi Gladiator Pits, which, you know, Boba Fett references in the episode when he refers to him as a gladiator. He was also the bounty hunter slash assassin that is sent after Obi-Wan at one point to kill him on Tatooine between episodes three and four. Yeah, we've seen him, right? I mean, we've seen oh, him yeah. in animated yeah. form as well. So, yeah, yeah he, he looked tough. Yeah. <laughs> he, but, I mean, was, I, it was to see him walk out from behind them in live action, it was just like, oh. In, in, the, in, in that gritty form, in that, that kind of gritty street level star yes. wars that were that we've yeah. been seeing with uh mandalorian and even starting in rogue one it's yeah. just cool seeing this uh the, this tone that they're setting yeah i mean we've we've seen the pristine we've seen the transparent steel uh you know imperial stuff all over the place but even when we saw tatooine in a new hope and when we saw it in uh the prequels yeah it's it's a it's a desert world but there's something about Mandalorian and uh, you know now Book of Boba Fett where it just you can almost feel the heat, you can feel the the grittiness of the sand while you're watching it. Yeah, talk about you know I hate sand. I mean, you want to yeah. take a shower after you watch because especially when he comes out of the Sarlacc pit, oh, you're mm, like, oh my so gosh, good. he's covered in slime yeah. and well, sand and scarlet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's all covered yeah. in digestive juices. Yeah. You know. And I don't know, I don't, I, I don't want to run our time too much because there's so much I want to talk about in, from this episode. But the uh, the the vision quest that he went on for you know after he got a lizard, basically when that thing goes up his nose, thrown up his yeah. nose, yeah. Um, very, very intricate. You know, it's like it's about you know cutting his ties from his past. The big tree is Django. The little tree is him. The uh, the eyes in the tree are the Jawas who scavenged and stole his armor. 
when he looks into the reflection in his father's helmet during that vision, he doesn't see Django's face. He sees his own, which is very reminiscent of when Luke went into the tree on Dagobah mm-hmm. and fought Vader oh, in, the, in the stuff. That is interesting. It's, you know, and of course, uh, there's, it's very much the, you know, it, it is the vision quest. I mean, we've seen it in, you know, all sorts of, you know, mainly Western, uh, you know, based, you know, uh, media. But they nail it. I, I, I had a question for you, Brandon, though, because you know about all the lore and everything. So he goes out there. He he has this kind of vision, like you said. He goes to a tree. The tree branches wrap themselves around him. Right. And this tree is kind of like a, an oasis. Yeah. Well, does this tree really exist? It's got to exist because he brought a branch back. He brought back. a branch back. So is this like a symbol for, like, it, the life source out there or something? I feel what this is actually going to be is, is it's very much a connection to, you know, the former Dune scene because they say that, it, Tatooine used to be a water planet. That's re- a that's a deep cut you know, too because it you know, used to be yeah. Then somebody you know, what right. if they they destroyed it through mining or something. Basically, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but now we've got you know he of course he had to have brought the branch back from somewhere, right? And uh, so I mean it has to exist in some form or fashion. But this wouldn't be the first time that you had something where someone pulled something out of a vision quest, and it became tangible. You see, I'm very interested in where this branch came from because uh, they all apparently make their weapons yeah. out of this, and then it's 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 like a ritual. Yeah. You you what's hit a certain level, and then you make your weapon. What's what's all. really kind of cool is that, of course, the the ceremonial dance that they do at the end after he's been robed and everything in the in the garb of the Tuscan uh, is very reminiscent of a haka, which is a Maori uh, you know ritual dance, and there's video of Tamora Morrison partaking mm-hmm. in one of those. And it's very, you know, it's just, it's, it's very tribal, but it, it also hits on the fact that, you know, I mean, there's some religious allegory here too, where it looks like Fed is trying to bring, I mean, we see in the flashbacks, he talks about bringing the tribes together. Now we see him mm-hmm. trying to do it with the, with the crime families, you know, he, right. everything he, he's wanting to build past their differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in where that's going. Yeah. But at the same time, let's just admit the they have one of the greatest sequences in Star Wars history with that train siege. Yeah. Yeah. That's just I mean, from the moment it starts, I was on the edge of my seat just like staring at the screen going, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." Yeah. Yeah, it it's kind of like a a western hype. Yeah. So I I do want to say one thing though cuz I I you made me think of something Brandon when he goes and gets that branch and and comes back with it. It's not unlike the way uh, uh, Padawan will build their lightsaber. Right. They have to it, go to the mines. They have to yeah. go through a challenge. They get a what is the a dice? Uh, what is the, the kyber crystal? Kyber crystal, and they they have to come back and then they they construct their weapon out right. of that. It's the same thing. Here, we saw but, him do it with the gaffy stick, and then he was he was welcomed into the tribe, that Tuscan tribe. Yeah. So, um, but and anyway. I will guarantee you that one thing that we're going to probably focus on in more of these Star Wars uh, series mm-hmm. as we go are Force sensitives without training. We we heard when mm-hmm. Qui Gon spoke about them, right? And you know, Phantom Menace. But now we're going to get to see because I will guarantee you that that uh, that warrior who is with that Tuscan tribe, we're pretty sure it's a female too. Yes. I mean, because she is definitely she's kicking some kiddle offer. Yeah. Well, tell us yeah. about because that was a great sequence. Like you said, there's a train that goes through, and those um, what is that the 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 Pike Syndicate? The Pike those guys Syndicate. with They're, the We've seen them in in the cartoons, oh, yeah. and they came through. They just start shooting at the at yeah. the sand people. Yeah, they uh, uh, so. they just you know 
And of course, the Sand People they they have the Tuscan Raiders have lay claim to that land. That's their ancestral land, and you're running through it. So the, of course, mm-hmm. they are trying to defend it. Man, how many times are we going to watch one of their banthas get shot? Yeah, why don't they get a bantha barricade or something? <laughs> it's like they know it's coming. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. And of course, I want to throw out the uh, the you know just the the obligatory you know joke uh, out there. It's like, did you notice that they were combing the desert uh, to hide their tracks? Uh, is that what it was? Yeah, okay, gotcha. They, they were. It was. You know, they walk in single file, but they. Oh hide their, right, they right. hide their tracks. Well, there's so a lot of depth. There's a lot of depth. Oh, there's there's so symbolism. Much. There's character I mean, development. We could it's literally great. talk about every episode of this for like an entire hour every week, and still just barely scratch the surface. Yeah. Well, next week I think we should weigh in again. But uh, it's yeah. it's 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 a nice. I I don't even want to say it's a surprise anymore because now we're started getting used to. Anything that Dave Filoni or John Favreau touches in Star Wars seems to it works. Man. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the day where I'm disappointed, but still not disappointed. Mm, I, I I don't know that I've yeah. ever been bored. I've I've liked every episode of The Mandalorian, Clone Wars. I could binge watch. That. I think the, I like, think there's you know. only one episode of Mandalorian that I'm not a huge fan of. But I'm a huge fan of all the characters that were in it. Yeah, good stuff. Well, we hope you're a huge fan of the characters that have been on Geek Tank Radio today. <laughs> anyway, have fun <laughs> with that. But, hey, come over to ShadowCon and Anime Blues Con. Uh, we're, as soon as we get out of here, that's where we're heading. So check it out.